of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Number two, the Rich Keep Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. Happy New Year to everybody out there. You can join the show, 617-779-7937. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can also watch the program on Twitch. Just follow WEEI and you can uh, catch all the programs from 6A all the way until 10P. I do want to get to the Red Sox uh, in a little bit, but we were talking about Gerard Mayo. And I guess potentially could be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. I kind of felt like at the time, you know, last year, Robert Kraft probably told him. I don't know what the exact uh, words were spoken to him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're likely to be the next head coach when when Bill retires. Because I think the plan all along was Bill's going to be really good for two or three more years. They're going to get a bunch of wins. He's going to get well, the two. wins record. Because... They signed him to a two-year extension. Yeah, okay, so maybe that's what the plan was. Yeah, two years is going to be really good, and then, you know, we would love you. We don't want you to go anywhere. Don't take any of these interviews. Don't do head coaching interviews, D coordinator interviews. Stay on as the linebacker coach and sort of the co-D coordinator. And but then take part coach. in things. Remember? Yeah, right. He was in on he was in on the interviews with Clem and, and O'Brien, if yeah. I remember correctly. I think report. he was. Yeah, yeah. So took an elevated position within the organization – and Robert did say publicly, Gerard Mayo is going to be a heck of a head coach. We hope it's here. Yeah. He's, so he kind of left some yeah. Reese's Pieces or whatever on the ground to follow. He sure did. So last week it came out that Gerard Mayo, this is a report, that Gerard Mayo is kind of rubbing people the wrong way. Now maybe he had thought that, uh, or he's walking around like he has the job and people don't really like it. Again, it's a he said, he said, he said, she said. We don't really know what's going on in there. In the midst of a 4-11 and 11 season. So the team sucks, right? The team team is bad. Which in the, general is going to create a yeah. culture of oh yeah, animosity, bad feelings, sulking, a million negative emotions. And you get it. I mean, Bill's future is in serious, Bill Belichick's future is in serious uh, doubt. And I'm sure the assistant coaches in there are going to be looking around and be like, is Bill back? Is Gerard the guy? Is he not the guy? Like, who should, whose side should I be on? If you oh, absolutely. Split? Survivor. Also, in a year where the quarterback also has been benched multiple times. So anyway, it's a mess. We, we, everybody knows it's a mess. So Gerard Mayo today was asked point blank about that report, and it's kind of a longer answer here. We'll play the whole thing, and then we'll unpack it right after. I'm just wondering if you'd like to respond to that report. No, I appreciate you asking that. Um, you know, honestly, I try to stay out of reading uh, a lot of the articles and things during the year. Obviously, there are ups and downs and seasonality that kind of play a part uh, in life and also in football. And honestly... Yeah, yeah, you got something? Uh, I just wanted to put something in perspective. Um, he- He's going to tell you where he heard the report from. I want you to just recall his brother is a member of the team's strength and conditioning staff. Oh, ah, very good. Information. Yes, yes, good. Yeah, good to put that out there. Obviously, there are ups and downs and seasonality that kind of play a part uh, in life and also in football. And honestly, when that report came out, you know, my brother sent it to me. It was more hurtful than anything. Um, I found it to be, uh, well, the timing is a little bit weird in my opinion. And if that was the case, I feel like this would have been leaked uh, sometime earlier. At the same time, I try to treat everyone the same way. And I will say this, I I thought about it for a while. 
when people talk about rubbing people the wrong way, like obviously, like sometimes, I mean, that's part of the job of being a leader is to rub people the wrong way. And I always try to be, you know, constructive and, and respectful and my feedback. And, and some people uh, appreciate that transparency and some don't. But at the end of the day, if we can't rub people the wrong way, how do you expect to be the best that you can be? And I would say anytime there's change or anything like that, like it's going to be painful. Someone's going to rub you the wrong way. At the end of the day, you have to look through all the words and really get to the substance or get to the meat and potatoes of what that person's trying to say. So it actually helped me. It kind of triggered a, uh, you know, a period of self-reflection. And I know it's recent. It was, I think it's like a week old at this point, but it triggered a, a, a an opportunity for self-reflection and we all have blind spots and maybe that's one of my blind spots, but you know, at the end of the day, hopefully whoever put that story out uh, is man or woman enough <laughs> to, to bring it to my attention to have a conversation. So certainly not the, well, I'm just getting ready for the Jets, right? No. You heard from Bill Belichick. Anytime he's asked about anything, it's just about the next opponent. I mean, Gerard Mayo went in depth. He did not pretend like he didn't hear the story or anything like that. But that is an interesting wrinkle that you bring up. So uh, the team is I a, need to clarify my oh, own clarification. Boy. So he actually does have two brothers. <laughs> Deron Mayo okay. is a member of the Patriots strength and conditioning staff. Oh, so this could be a... Derek Mayo is another brother who's graduate not... of Richmond, played football for them. Could, so he didn't say which brother. So uh, sorry, that's on me that to is. assume. All right. Now I will say we know the Patriots circulate clips and clips are a thing yeah, and his brother yeah. might have read it. So it it may or may not be his brother that works for the team. Second thing I want to bring up mm. before we get into the actual meat and potatoes, to use his words, yeah, is it me or does he say "rub" in a funny way? He also said like six he times. Like rubs, rubs, rubs over the wrong way. I well, like I, to rub her. Like he, I it's dirty. <laughs> it sounds like it is a little dirty how he says it, but I also because that was exactly what was written about it about him. Yeah. So I think he used that on purpose multiple times. Also, he brings up timing. Well, yeah, I why would, is the timing of, uh, an issue for him? And maybe he didn't rub people the wrong way in September. That's what October. I think. And maybe like, when they started sucking and losing and the season really went Is off that the his rails. point? Just like the team's bad so people are turning on each other? Or, yeah, a little bit, I think. But I, you may not have rubbed people the wrong way back then. That's my guess. Maybe you started rubbing them the wrong way. I think he kind of confirmed that he probably does. Because he's even saying, and I kind of agree with him, he's like, if you're going to be a leader, like that, is, you're, at times you're going to ruffle some feathers. Not everybody's going to be... Uh, love everything you say if you're actually giving them constructive criticism. His boss is the greatest leader we've seen in sports in Boston. I think everybody loved him at all times? No, nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was not afraid to be an a-hole or yeah. a jerk or be a hardo. And I do think that's a prerequisite to be a captain, uh, yeah. a coach, whatever. If you're really going to be a true leader. But it's also so vague, like the whole story, because, all right, is Gerard Mayo, and this is me just spitballing because there's not enough details in the story. Is he bothering bill belichick is he bothering steve belichick is he bothering brian belichick is he bothering matt judon is he bothering giovanni tavai like we don't know who he's bothering right or, or who he's rubbing the wrong way right to, to steal we, a phrase anywhere. once again it, it could be like his a boss appear, right yeah, we, don't, like, we, we have no idea he brought up women a number of times yes he did and i don't really know why um a woman asked him that question maybe yes, he's just Karen Karen, maybe just being inclusive i'm not sure maybe Unless he's thinking he thinks it's a woman that works in the organization. Maybe. And I don't know all the women that work. I know there's some in scouting. Yeah. There's some in PR. I don't. But as soon as he also hits you with the, well, I did some self-reflection, makes me feel like all right, he probably knows that he is rubbed people the wrong way. But is he okay with it? 
Did he rub them Man, the wrong it, way in the right way? Well, <laughs> and right? it feels kind of good. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know because pain and pleasure. Well, it's funny because last year one of the big discussions all year with the Patriots was like Matt Patricia and Mac Jones, and it got to the point where you're like, well, I kind of feel bad for Mac Jones, but then when you look at it from afar, now you're like. Well, both sucked. So it's like Matt Patricia had nothing to work with, but Mac Jones had nothing to work with. Right. And then it's like, all right, who really cares? If one guy is mad at the other guy, I don't care. Right. So I don't really know what the what the problem is. Is it somebody that doesn't like the fact that Mayo's likely to be the head coach? Is it Mayo simply like, I don't know, like mailing in the season because he's like, this season's over, like already getting ready for next year. Like we've heard a lot of coaches when they sort of have a job lined up. Now this one's sort of a different case because the job lined up would be here, not right. somewhere else, but it could be anything. It, could it be, really could be. You go into his office and you noticed it's like, it says 2024 practice game plan or something like yeah. he's, Maybe he's already working on next year, this year. That would rub me the wrong way, and right. not in a good way. Not in a <laughs> no, leader no, kind a bad of way, way. A bad way, yes. That that's would rub saying. me the wrong way. Um, but there, there's a lot here. I even told you, and this is totally anecdotal, whatever, but it's what we do in this business. Mm-hmm. He had a thing on his IG story okay. that kind of fit in here, but it was about how it was, he, it was a video of a woman who looked like a promotional speaker who was talking about how she's very forgiving okay. of in general of people. You make mistakes, second chances. Unless you're close to me and you screw me, because then I feel like you were lying in the weeds oh, and you boy. were looking at my so weaknesses like, and yeah. you were trying to figure out how you could screw me from the inside. That seems like something a current player would do, not a former player. But he's young. He is young. He's in his 30s. That's yeah. more his era. And I actually thought beyond this answer, which was interesting, that mm-hmm. he addressed it head on uh, with a long answer, didn't shy away. He could have said... You know, I don't really pay attention to outside noise. I, I get enough on my plate just trying to get this defense to play well, right? Like, we've heard that answer a thousand times. Now, he's like, yeah, when my brother sent that to me, it kind of hurt, and I had to self-reflect, and I had to do all these other things, yeah. like, and I really analyzed it. And I'm that from this answer, and I would urge anybody, go to Patriots.com, listen to the whole thing. I felt like today's 12 minutes or whatever with Gerard yeah. Mayo was a job interview. It was. I don't know if he's selling himself again to yeah, Robert. Here's, a, here's to another craft. one where he's like talking about his uh, all of his experiences. Uh, I know that you've expressed that you want to be a head coach in the future, and as someone who was a player, someone who has experience outside of football, I was wondering from your perspective, how does that give you an advantage in the role, being able to kind of see the game through different lenses and lead people? No, that's a, that's a great question, Taylor, and, and I really do appreciate it. One thing I learned at Optum under uh, Larry Renfro and, and my manager Mike Mateo was. You know, just being able to talk to different people. And I think I've talked about this before as far as diversity is is concerned. You know, most people think of diversity just black and white, but there is generational diversity. There's diversity of thought. And all those are welcomed, uh, like at least to me. And, and I want to build an environment like that where there is a sense of psychological safety that people don't feel uh, handcuffed to give their opinion. And at the end of the day, when you think about, you know, a you know, just a great culture. And I would say that that's a longer conversation as far as what culture actually is, because sometimes culture, I mean, culture could be a retrospective way of really validating or invalidating success, right? So this team won a bunch of games. So, you know, the culture must be great. Or this team lost a bunch of games. The culture must be bad. And that's not necessarily true. And so when I think about uh, when I do get my opportunity, and I don't know when that's going to be. And honestly, uh, I'm kind of like a dry leaf blowing in the wind wherever God takes me. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like I'm prepared. I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I can talk to men, women, old, young, white, black. It doesn't matter. Uh, and, and hopefully develop those people into 
you know, just upstanding citizens and, and help them evolve. So that's kind of how I think about it. I feel like my calling is to develop. And I would also say the role of a head coach is way different than the role of a coordinator. The role of a coordinator is way different than the role of a position coach. And so I look forward to the opportunity wherever that may be. <laughs> oh my I God. mean, is that not a job interview? Yeah, he really is. Did you just play that back when he, this offseason? Unreal. Is he, is he, let's ask And ask I don't know to who, way. again, is that to Robert? Right. Is he reselling himself to Robert? He also said, did he say psychological safety to share answers or something oh, yeah. within the culture? I call it safe space, trust tree in the nest. I think he's talking to you. You think he's talking to me? Yeah, because what did you say earlier? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you said you want no part of anybody that has anything to do with Bill. Uh, yeah. I think uh, he just said... I have been my under own person. Bill, yeah, but yeah. I'm nothing like Bill. I'm young. I'm yep. black. I can deal with all. Like, I, I thought he was trying to tell you he, uh, he name dropping from Optum. Yeah, yeah, right. Did Bill ever work at Optum and learned under Mark Jones or whatever no, the guy's the one, name was? One thing I will, I will certainly clarify is of all the uh, Bill Belichick coaching tree uh, guys, he is different. Like, he is a player. Because I don't really include Vrabel. Vrabel didn't coach under... Well, uh, Belichick, yes. but all the other guys, like McDaniel's and Patricia, they were all like you and me. They're all D three football players that jumped on on a staff at age twenty two, eighteen hundred bucks, and right. found a twenty in the back, and then they worked their way up. Yeah, worked but their it was way all up. Bill. And then they got their chances and varying degrees of disaster. And so Gerard Mayo, at least player, sort of a, a, a different thing. And he's this the young guy. I think. Uh, guys that he's coaching are going to immediately feel differently about him than they did when Matt Patricia showed up or when Josh McDaniel showed up right. and was, like, leading a, a room. And Ty said that today on the Greg Hill Show. Yep. Like, there's a certain credibility that he has. Yeah. He's an all-pro linebacker right. who went in the top ten picks in the NFL draft, played major college football. He has credibility the second he walked. Just look at him, too. Yeah. Like he, he He's not quite Cam Newton level of own a room, but when Gerard Mayo walks in a room, yeah. people look – People want to talk to him. They want to, like, engage him. They respect him. Like, there's a certain aura, to use Cam's yeah. word. Um, Do you think he's a head man. coach next season? Yes. Is it in New England? Yes. Okay, there you would go. Would I hire there. him? Yes. Yes, you would. He All sold right. me today. I'm oh not going to lie God. to you. Oh, my God. He was talking to you then, not me. Hook, is, line, uh, and mother bleeping sinker. I want a offensive guy. That I didn't need... work on you? No. No. That didn't sound like a leader? He might be a leader. I'm What's the best you, part of this team? This team? Gerard Mayo's defense. Bryce Beringer. Maybe not. All right. If you want to get That didn't it, work on you, though. Not really, no. Why? Because he's not You're an offensive so coach. You're so stubborn. You're more <laughs> stubborn than I am. I want an offensive coach. Yeah, let's go get an I want, Josh what's, McDaniels. What's your so offensive Ger- coach? So Gerard Mayo and Josh McDaniels? No, thanks. I don't want that. No, no, no. I don't want that. You want an offensive oh. coach. You want any oh, yes. offensive coach. Who so hasn't failed? Josh McDaniels. Who hasn't failed as a head coach already? You haven't failed. You haven't tried. No, that's fine. That's fine. Nice fortune cookie. Appreciate that. All right, here's Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by findmassmoney.org. Celtics and Bruins both back in action on the road tonight. Celtics hoping to bump their win streak to seven as they will be in Oklahoma to take on the Thunder. Thunder have won their last four in a row. Tip-off from the Paycom Center in Oklahoma at 8 p.m. Celtics looking good with a clean bill of health. The Bruins in action right now against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Puck drop about 15 minutes ago. 
Uh, 15 minutes left in the first period, 0-0. Zero to zero. The Bruins have won three in a row. They're now just one point behind the Rangers for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Blue Jackets continue to struggle. They're 14th in the conference at just 12-18-8 on the season. Some Red Sox news today as they announced that they've claimed right-handed pitcher Max Castillo off waivers from the Kansas City Royals. Bill Belichick was on the Greg Hill Show earlier this morning. He spoke on finishing the season with a win against the Jets. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, uh, right now we're just really focused on getting ready for the Jets and, you know, finishing the season with a win. We'll look into some other things, you know, at the end of the year. And, you know, we always go back and, and try to look at the things that we've done and then the previous year or previous series of years to, you know, look at ways to improve and, you know, analyze how things were, were done. So we've, we've always done that, and we'll continue to do that. There's always, you know, a self-evaluation at the end of the season. Patriots had the day off today. They're back on the practice field tomorrow to get ready for their last game of the season against the 6-10 and 10 Jets. Kickoff from Gillette Stadium Sunday at 1 p.m. Some college football news. Michigan beat Alabama yesterday 27-20 in the Rose Bowl, and Washington beat Texas 37-31 in the Sugar Bowl. Brighten up your bank account this winter by going to findmassmoney.org. Enter your name to see if you'll be getting lucky this March. That's findmassmoney.org. It's fast, it's easy, it's free. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming right up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keep Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI Full Tank Program, 6 to 10. Most nights over the next three months will be you said it was full all tank nights. variety. Well, I, just, I, I, I gotta cover myself. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I'll say all nights. Okay. Tomorrow we are gonna be preempted by something. <laughs> all weeknights from now through Red Sox opener. Yeah. Which people can't they can't stop talking about. They're like, who's gonna be the opening day starter? Can the season just get here? We are fired up for Red Sox baseball. Wow, you are a sock sniffer. They are embarrassing. It's the worst. Are you like, allowed to say that? Yeah. I think the so. Host of the for now. show? See if I'm on the air tomorrow. Do you get like Because what I'm gonna say right now is gonna be pretty controversial. Red Sox offseason has stunk. Oh, I don't think there's any question. No, about it's it. the pits. And like No, no, it's 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 worse than I envisioned it. I know, because you were super high on Breslow, and then you were super but high even on the them moves. Bringing, the moves have been trash. The tr- what am I the trash be, moves. What am I excited about? Nothing. Nothing. Right now, nothing. They somehow spent twenty million dollars on a pitcher that does not interest me. No, he sucks. Right. We literally and I I, I don't a, know when he's we a did more it. expensive yeah. Kluber. Yeah, maybe he's younger. Like he's he's like former, ten years younger, but yeah, yeah, yeah I but get he's it. a Cy Young uh, no, candidate no. a couple years ago. Kluber won Cy Young. No, no, no but he got oh. votes like two years ago, and then he since like, then, all vote. He he like pitches like you. Yeah, he's bad. Uh, so how did that work, by the way? Lucas Giolito or yeah. me? No, 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 <laughs> Giolito. <laughs> Are we not doing this now? We're doing baseball now. Oh, okay. No, I. The Red Sox offseason. And they traded Chris Sale. I've always been a bit of a Chris Sale honk where yeah, I hold out hope I'm, I'm that fine for stretches. No, I'm fine with them trading Who would Sale. you rather see pitch? Uh, oh, I guess Chris Sale. Yes. But I don't know what so he's going to So how did they pitch. do that? Somehow, they traded Chris Sale away. Yep. They're paying him. They're paying him like more than half the deal. They're paying the new guy. Oh, and yeah. we want to see the old guy more than the new guy because the new guy gives up home run derby. The new guy stinks. And we did a Would You Rather Wednesday with Fitzy like a few weeks back. And the question was literally, would you rather 
the Red Sox sign Lucas Giolito or someone good? That was the question. And he was like, I'd rather have somebody good. Turns out, no, you're going to get Lucas Giolito, who last year had a career high 184 and one third innings pitched whilst pitching for three teams. He started with the White Sox, then he went to the Angels. You remember they were trying to go for it? Kempotani. He made six starts for that team that was trying to grab a wild card spot. He went one and five with a 6.89 ERA. Not good. He was then let go. He went to Cleveland as they made a playoff push. He made six starts for Cleveland where he went one and four with a 7.04 ERA. We weren't going to play guess them stats. I'm just going to tell you them stats. Okay. Uh, 4.88 ERA for the season. He has a 4.43 for his career. Oh, great. Um, yeah, he's, he's, What's he, the most impressive thing you can find on that uh, stat sheet? The old baseball card. Uh, it was he What's was his whip. He was an All Star in 2019, where he finished sixth in the Cy Young, and he was pretty good that year. You know what 2019 was? What was that? Still the Tom Brady era. <laughs> it was what, a what lifetime ago. It was uh, Devontae Parker had a good 2019. Right. Like, so, what are we doing? No, I, Lucas Giolito doesn't impress me at all. I this is like the scraps. Everybody, we all wanted Yamamoto. They weren't even a finalist for Yamamoto. They're, they haven't made a trade yet. Now, Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease, those guys haven't moved teams, so maybe maybe that'll happen. But now you're getting reports. Chris Cotillo over the weekend was saying the Red Sox are telling free agents they need to shed salary before they can right. offer them a real deal. You already shed salaries. Chris Sale and Alex Verdugo were salary shreds. Sheds. That's what it was. <laughs> she sells seashells down by the seashore. But, like, they're the Red Sox, and they're doing double salary dumps. And then they're not even bringing in anybody outside of Giolito, who his contract took out a two-year deal. Not if he's good. If he's good, he's going to opt out and go right. somewhere else. It's a it's a player-friendly deal that they got him on. And he was, what, the 10th best free agent pitcher maybe available? Maybe. Maybe. I would rather they didn't have him. Agre- oh, agreed. Like, to me, doesn't help. this has not aided my interest, aided the team, no. aided your financial flexibility, which seems to be your be-all, end-all, care-all. All they care about is the money at this point. And that's why I bring it. I used to think it was kind of a boring discussion. I'd rather Richard Fitz be brought up earlier. Richard Fitz might get brought up earlier. Like You might see a lot of Richard Fitz. Giolito. Lucas Giolito. And they traded for a shortstop who's going to be a second baseman who was on track to have like Von the Grissom? worst defensive season in the history of baseball. <laughs> He'll fit right in. Oh, yeah. Join the club. <laughs> Another guy that should be a DH. And, uh, Are they trying to get Cora to quit? He might. Any chance they're trying to just like force him out? They could. Because if I'm him, I'm thinking uh, I, I don't need to be. Well, no. So I was going to say. ESPN. They're, they're yeah, right down in Connecticut. I can go. I liked doing baseball tonight. I don't yeah. know, is that even a show anymore? I don't know. I used to love that show. Sure, though. he could find a job analyzing baseball oh, yeah. for somebody somewhere. And then there's going to be some really talented Just team. Just say not great. And then there's going to be some great, really talented team that can't get over the top, and then they'll yes. hire Cora in a couple of years, and then he'll, he'll right. help them. Uh, I my, I didn't think, like, talking about, like, oh, are they going to sell the team or they're not going to sell the team? How does John Henry feel about the team? Like, that that whole conversation didn't really interest me, but now it's right in our face, and you, you have to talk about it. Like, what is their plan? Like, are they going to sell the team? Because they clearly don't care enough about the team like they're right. not spending money on it at all this was the year to do it right we've seen them yo-yo we've seen them last place first place first place last place because all right we won all right we don't need to spend well, for a few years now the yo-yo's broken it's back to back it's just dangling and then the yankees are out there you know bringing in juan soto and the red sox are just sitting on their hands and they've done nothing they traded away uh an outfielder that was pretty good for them last year and they got 
just minor leaguers in return. They pay what seventeen million for Chris Sale to pitch for the Braves. Yeah, like that's a lot of money. I mean, it is. It's not a lot of money, but if a team is going to pinch pennies, like it feels like they're pinching, yeah, then seventeen million is a lot of money. Yeah, like I, it's a it's a weird one. It's finally the last year of his deal too. It's finally the last right. year. And now like, you added another time. guy we can complain about. Like, so it, they still there, are in the same spot where Brian Bayo's your best starter, and that's not even a knock on him. Like I just feel like if he was your third starter, we've been saying it all last season. If he was your third starter, like okay, maybe you have some. He's still your best p- pitcher. And for me, as much as I didn't like it or even believe in it, at least you had the idea that Heim Bloom was developing the minor league system. We're three years away. What's my guy Breslow doing? I'm not sure. What's his thing? I don't. What's his? One thing. <laughs> he traded Chris Sale. Like, great. Not not really. If he had just traded Chris Sale, but he's paying Chris Sale. He is So that Chris doesn't Sale. count. Yeah, and I right. want to tell him. That was like when they traded If you asked me, it's going to be May 24th. Okay. Memorial Day weekend, my birthday weekend. It's a oh, Friday yeah. night. Happy I got early, a couple early Miller birthday. lights. We got oh. the fire pit going. Living the Throw dream. a little gas on there, kid. Let's get that thing <laughs> roaring. Who would I rather watch and or listen to? A Chris Sale start yeah. or a Giolito start? I'd say sale. Just me personally. I'm just, I'm being honest as a fan. I, I'm being honest because I still have hope. Yeah. Because there's these little stretches. See, for I don't. Sale. I don't have that hope that you do. You have hope for Giolito? No, none. So no, I'm saying. Like, so which I'm, one would you answer? No, I'm not going to sit. So here. you made it worse. Yeah, you no, made it less. It's worse. Le- it's worse. You you you're paying money. You didn't dump less Chris Sale's salary. Two day. Yeah. You're not entertaining me. You've given me not any hope. What is it you'd say you're doing? I'm not sure what he's doing. I think he was sort of the only guy that would take the job because it was such a massive uh, step up for where he was. Is the, it though? It wasn't. Yes, he I was know like, the whole. He was like saying, a pitching consultant. There's only or thirty-two. For the well, for this, there's only thirty. I, I'm in the football world. Yeah, yeah, but thirty. There's only thirty jobs like of this. Best. But if it's this bad, and if they're telling people the Sean McAdam story yeah. that had that thing buried, where like. Basically, the Red Sox can't afford anybody based on the budget that Henry has passed down that we've all talked about. It was all stupid. Everything we dreamed right, about, those talked guys about, are, here. are well above the budget. Like, nope, look bottom shelf. Look at the cheapest vodka that's going to make you sicker than a dog. Oh, that's what they can afford. Fresh at Hobart. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's where they're shopping. The lowest shelf uh-huh. in the store. And I just, what was accomplished this offseason? Like, when you get a new GM... It's hard to screw it up to the point where it doesn't create. I thought they were going to give them the one opportunity, big sign. I, yeah. something. Right. I thought they were going to give them the no one. one big no one has no, but any this, idea. Remember me known. the first night? Oh, you're all about Brazil. You loved him. Well, I was I was suckered. I was snookered. He sounded. Just I was bamboozled. Like Bloom. You he were. You were hoodwinked. He was. He was, he was breathing heavy, deep breaths. He needed a water. Can a guy yeah. get a drink in he, here? He was. He was pasty mouth. Yeah, the bright lights in here, huh, Craig? You're like, yeah, he he was not. But do you agree with me? When you hire a new GM, I thought they were going to give him money to spend it's on some player. No, yes. but forget oh, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like you're supposed to feel hope. It's like a new opportunity, a new beginning, a fresh start. Everybody, there's a new plan, and there might be a little pain. It's not there. But what are we doing? No, they're, they've made it worse because the Yankee. you're already in last place. Right. And everybody else is having a better offseason than you are. And, yeah, there's not a lot of reason to be excited about the Red Sox at all. And what's really frustrating, and I tweeted this out uh, whenever it was when they still weren't signing anybody, and I wasn't even kidding. I was like, you can't have – you can't not spend on players 
and then not give us like dollar dog night. Oh, that was good. You I, can't, I co-signed that. Yeah, like you can't have the highest ticket price. I know Fenway's a museum and blah 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 blah, but you can't have the the highest parking, the the most expensive beer and hot dog. Like they always put out that list. All that stuff. Most expensive app. I'm just gonna say it. I'm assuming oh, the it's app. most the the freaking Nesson three. Oh, it's insane. No one. The, this most. Like you're just app. driving people away and, and so, giving them nothing. And at no. what point though? Like you can't run John it. Henry's like you're the not Royals. a moron, right? John Henry's a very he's a rich businessman. businessman. Like he sees dollars and cents. But does he look at this now as like more of a hassle than it even is? Like does he even want the Red Sox anymore? He's like, hey, I won. I've, I could sell it right now, and I could make a huge profit on what I just and just like, rename Fenway Sports Group to Henry yeah. Sports Group. Right? <laughs> People wouldn't even bat an eye at it. There you go. You just named it for him. Okay. Henry Sports Henry Sports Group featuring LeBron. Right. And then that's your thing, because you you can't want them. Henry and that ownership group to own the Red Sox anymore if this is how they're going to do it. This is the Boston Red Sox. It should be one of five teams every year in the majors that's in on every big free agent, usually lands one of them. The guys that they have on their team, like when they traded Mookie Betts, that was probably the first sign, and not to relive that from five years ago, but that was probably the first sign where you're like, Uh oh, "Oh, yeah, this is not, they're not running this like the Red Sox anymore. They're letting that guy go. Because even as bad as the Lester thing was, you're like, all right, well, he is a pitcher. Like, they lowballed him. I'm not making excuses for the lowball. Yeah, but there was logic. There's a little bit more baseball they had logic a plan. Than, than Mookie Betts. Remember, they were yeah. in the, if you're a pitcher at north of 30, that was we're their not giving. And, and now they're signing what's every pitcher What's the plan at 30. now? <laughs> they don't have a plan. Like, what's the organizational mantra? Hope for the Slogan. best. Slogan. Hope for the best. We suck. They we're suck. not tanking. We just suck. I can steal it from the Patriots the if they want it. They're similar to the Pats. Will there be? So, last week, 10 days ago, the Pistons were well on their way to a record-setting streak oh of losses. They almost beat the Seas. There, they did. <laughs> um, there was the sell the team chance. Yes. In, will there be that at Fenway Park this year? I don't. I am saying yes. There will be sell the team chance at Fenway Park this year. Yeah, you know what? There might be early. The, re- the only reason why I pause is because I wonder how many diehard fans will be in the park. But it'll become cool, I think, to rip the Red Sox. Yeah, but it's also going to be. I think that's going to become cool. I was blown away this year of, and I know it happens every year because it's Fenway Park, but the away fans showing yeah. up, like the Mets, it was like a Mets crowd. It was a Dodgers crowd. I and was, that'll continue, especially yeah. in the nice months with traveling, yeah, come to yeah. Boston, see a game, blah, blah, blah. But like early on, there'll be dollar you know, tickets. Opening day is exciting, like just because it's opening day. Is Everybody it? likes it. Well, I think it. No, 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 no. You can't tell it's me. Sold opening. out though. It's sold out. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, but exciting. it's not exciting. No, it's not exciting. What's but exciting about it? It's a, uh, a new season. That's like you know colonoscopy. <laughs> you got scheduled. Well, this is gonna suck. I crap my night, my brains out the night well, before. Is that like, what you're supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. You gotta, I gotta cleanse. I gotta get one. I don't. Know. I think they need a colonoscopy. They need to cleanse. They Start do. over. They're poor. A juice cleanse. They got nothing there. And then the the, the opening this- day is exciting. You are a sock sniffer. No, for baseball fans, it is. No, it isn't. You Not when the team stinks. Will it be sold out? You you didn't say that. You said it'll be day. exciting. I know it'll be sold out. Well, I'm saying like people that's will one go. That they don't Ray, have to worry about baseball. That, but I'm, that's my point. I was saying after but it's that, not exciting. Though, the well, pe- but even bad teams. Is it exciting? Opening day. Yeah, it's not going to be exciting. Oh, yeah, people get pumped. No, they, they won't. Fired up for it. There's no people hope. Have, it could be Luke. Patriots had on, more on hope in September than the Red Sox will have in. Is it late March? Yeah, Opening was, day, I assume, is late soon. March. It's too soon. <laughs> There's no hope in Red Sox Nation. There is none. Have you heard any? Hope? No. Yeah. no. Okay. And that's so it's not exciting. No. 
It's it's a dentist appointment. It's a root canal. It's a but it is a uh, spring is it's here. a bumpy road. So people like spring, especially if you have a hard winter. You're excited for spring. Oh, I'm excited for spring, yeah. but it has nothing to do with the Red Sox. <laughs> no, the Red Sox. Warm weather, wiffle ball. Lucas Giolito. Remember when you're in college and like the girls start taking their yeah. sweaters off and you're like, oh, <laughs> spring is in the air. But like, this, does Henry even don't shake your head, Stis? <laughs> You can't say that. Does Henry? I don't think Henry really cares. I don't think he's going to subject himself to another like winter weekend type thing. But what if he is actually setting up for a sale? That would be exciting. That's good news, right? Get the next Steve Cohen to come in here Absolutely. and go crazy and start bidding I, on guys. Saudi fund. I don't care who buys it. Some rich guy got wants to win. Yeah, and you want to have a new trophy, and your trophy is Fenway Park and the Red Sox, and you want that metal trophy someday. So going back to our conversation for the first hour, and there's a lot of fans that uh, Patriots fans that are just like they're so like you have to win, you have to win every single game, and they can't talk themselves into like the losing. Yeah, you would think most sports people would be. Winning, winning, winning. That's the most important thing. John Henry, not really a sports guy. He owns nope. a bunch of teams. So he's more just worried about, like, is he going to be able to make money off the team? And you wonder, like, can they get bad enough where it's not financially uh, lucrative for Probably John not. Henry? I don't think so. Like, these pro they sports have teams Nesson, now they are have just Fenway. They, a like, wagon. There's a certain baseline yeah, that's what I'm income. There's always going to be ads. Like, even if you say, oh, so-and-so didn't renew their ad, well, somebody else will buy it. It might be a little bit less of an ad revenue. Yeah. But they'll still, it's not like you're going to go to Fenway and be like, why is the green monster blank? And why are, where are all the signs, like, <laughs> yeah. no one's going to advertise? Of there's course, it's got to be Maybe a little there. lesser rate, but they're going to keep ah. advertising. Yeah, I guess. And they still have people buying hot dogs, and they still have the suckers from L.A. flying in and squeezing but their this... big old bums in those little <laughs> old seats. This is so much worse, though, than a bad football team because it's ten times the games. And just overall, and I'm a baseball fan, and so are you. It's not quite ten times. It's literally ten times the game. Oh, I guess more. it's 17. You're right. Yeah, when you're right, you're right. But also, and you and I both like baseball, but football to baseball is also a brutal comparison. That's not, you're not going to win yeah. a lot of debates there. Because bad football is better than bad baseball. Correct. Here's the only thing I don't get, though. Oh, sorry, excuse coming me. In <laughs> coming in hot. Coming in hot. With yeah. the, uh, sorry, I didn't see my mic. My mic. Oh, no, you're good. But, but I like, the, we need a little shot in arm here. Energy yeah. and fire. With the John Henry thing. He's checked out. He don't care. But winning is good for business. I would think right? so. Not enough, so, I don't think. Yeah. I think that's what we're delving into. I don't think winning is enough for for a team that is so solid like Fenway and the Red Sox and the travels and the this and the that. Like, I think the difference between baseline um, economics and like higher, like, I don't think there's a huge gap. I think also, and that's the problem. I think he looks at it and he goes, so I can make, let's just throw numbers out there. Yeah, like, these are just fake numbers. A zillion. No, like, oh, let's, let's just say. Number. Sharks with laser. He <laughs> can make $400 million doing it the way he's done it the last three or four years. Or he can invest a couple hundred million dollars, and that season he'll make $500 million. He's like, so I got to invest multiple hundreds of yeah. millions to only make $100 million more? Like, doesn't seem like the no, risk. Right. And then he sees his buddy Steve Cohen mm-hmm. or somebody, and they're like, look at what they did. They went all in, and they're actually now paying for it. Now it's Oh, I think the Padres, the Mets, yeah. teams like that have only supported Henry's case of it. And he's it's like, the Bruins. It's the old Bruins it that is. it was like, just be interesting and competitive enough so that we can have our 
27-5 most nights at Fenway. But they probably aren't going to be competitive. Like, the, that Bruins team, the knock on them was, like, in. just make the playoffs. Yeah, but the no, Red but Sox now are... it's just be good enough so the trade deadline matters and we can pretend we're in the wild card hunt. That's what they've think, done for two years. I don't think they will they be, They weren't though, this actually year. in the wild card hunt. They pretended they were in the There was always, out. like, three or four, t- but, like, three teams would be ahead of them. Not this year. I know, but they sucked. This you year, knew they sucked. I knew they sucked, but they were two games out Their and they general manager it. said, we are the underdog. <laughs> Right? Former GM. He got fired. <laughs> no, no, no. That. At the time, he <laughs> yeah. said they were an underdog story. Yeah, yeah. So no one actually thought there was a really good chance they were going to contend for anything. But they convinced you enough to maybe watch some games, maybe buy yeah. some hot dogs. They're they're just a a half-assed operation which right is, now. Which sucks. They're half they're, in. They're, they're half pregnant. Right. They're Okay. They're the Red Sox, and they shouldn't. This they're shouldn't not be the Red the Sox. Now. They should take the name away. Oh, rename the team. Yeah. Right. You get. You have to earn. They would be relegated. He lives in the soccer world. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't they you think they'd that. be relegated? Of course they would be their last place. They, they would be, be last place relegated for the third straight year. They're to minor leagues. It's like I told Fitzy he was debating this summer whether to come up to yeah. Boston with his kids or just go to Worcester. And I was like, just go to Worcester. It'll be cheaper. Definitely. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a nice brand new park. Definitely. Hell, yeah. Like, they got that cool, like, mascot and everything. Like, you, your kids oh, yeah. don't know the difference. And oh, don't, no, don't, definitely don't do wait. That. And if you come here, you'll be frustrated as the fan. Because you don't go to Worcester caring. You go. You come here. Yeah. You know the game sucked. Well, I, I, and we talked about it at the time, but I think it's worth revisiting the fact that was it ten or twelve people turned down the job or even an interview with the Red Sox. Right. They, they didn't want to move. Remember, it was like they don't want to yeah. move. No, they knew that they weren't going to be allowed to. We're going to make you president on any of these players. Like if somebody offered you to be president, would you move to the White House? <laughs> No, I don't want that job. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not dumb enough to want that job. No, thanks. I mean, you don't want to move. Oh, I have kids. Like, you would move if it was worth it, if it was a I'm good sure job. Because I'm sure they were like, all right, so how, like, what's our budget? And then they tell you what oh, it is. Budget. You're like, oh, I can't, I can't win here with that. Right. Like, that's not happening. They're trying to go grocery shopping for under 200 bucks now. Good luck. Good can't do it. luck. Won't do it. All right, you can join us, 617-779-7937. If you want to get in on the Red Sox, the sad state of affairs that is the Red Sox. Lucas Giolito. Yeah. The big sign you get in the jersey? season. I'm not. I know you're big. You like you get excited. Josh Gordon comes. Yep. Giolito oh, comes. Yeah. You buy a jersey. I'm, I'm absolutely going to go that, get one. The Giolito shirt's going to be in the pro City shop. Connect? I don't think so. I don't think so. Probably have to get it custom because I'm not sure they'll have those readily available. No, not yet. They'll sell uh, out. You know what we'll get to? So answer this <clears throat> on the other side. But there's a big uh, push now for Derek White to be an all-star. We'll get into how legitimate his claims are coming up next. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keith Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. And there's been a, uh, a big push all of a sudden to make Derek White an all-star. The Boston Celtics are 26-6. and six. <sighs> Derek White has been excellent. He is fourth on the team in scoring, 17 a night. He's going to get you five assists. He's going to get you four rebounds. And he's going to play all NBA defense. They were chanting in San Antonio, his former team, uh, White's an all-star. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about it. I think it was a J.J. Redick on uh, his podcast, I believe, said Derek White's an all-star. It seems to be a very trendy thing to say that Derek White should be an all-star. Andy Hart, what are your thoughts on uh, Derek White's all-star candidacy? Stupid. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't... Yeah. I mean, 
he's a great player for them, for their needs, their team. Yeah, no, he's been awesome. But is, is he the fourth or the fifth best Celtic? That would I be would, my question. Yeah, I would say he's the fifth. I think he's pl- probably playing better more nights than Drew Holiday, but I still like him more than okay. Drew Holiday. So right, f- Drew Holiday, I think, is better. Yes. But so he's yeah. the fifth best Celtic, but he's an all-star? I don't know if they're going to get five all-stars this year. Now, good teams sometimes starting lineup. You slide it over. The Celtics got four before. I remember that Hawks team got four. So you can get four. I don't think they're going to get four. Because that's the other thing that that drives me nuts when when people are like, yeah, White's an all-star. Of course he's an all-star. All right. Let's say there are no injury replacements and there are 12 Eastern Conference all-stars. He's one of your guys? Hell no. Thank you. And I don't want to be a negative Nelson. No. Why do they ruin it? That's Why the thing. can't now you we accept talking that about he's a badly. great play? Yeah, you make me denigrate his performances. I yeah, I agree. Can I just praise him, love him? And I blame Abby Chin. I don't know if she started. You're blaming Abby? I'm blaming Abby because she's Abby the first person I saw say it. She asked him in a post-game interview last week, week before, 10 uh, days ago. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, what are we doing here? You, We ruin everything as What'd a world. What did she ask him? Or should oh, she be I'm an starting all-star? the all-star push. So, I thought, like, she brought it up on air in a post-game interview, and I'm like, no, we're not doing this. I do think, Green though, team or not, I do think don't care. He went from having no chance to a slight chance, and the reason is this Did stuff, a lot of really good players die? No, not that I know of. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But Marcus Smart, very good defensive player, one defensive player of the year, I think in large part because people started talking about it. Started talking about kind of pushing it, and then it just became different. Like a thing. It became a thing. But it's different. No one really cares about that in award in a way. They don't really know how to uh, quantify it. All-stars are quantifiable. Defensive player of the year is not as quantifiable. People like have their di- their own rules. Then it becomes cute because it's always a big. It's like Steph Gilmore won it as the first cornerback in like 25 yeah, years yeah, yeah, to yeah. win it. It becomes a thing. There are really good players on a lot of teams, correct? Uh, there are the league is loaded also, with talent. Yeah, is it easier to put up good numbers and be a good player when you play with Jason Tatum, Kristaps uh, Porzingis, Jalen Brown? Well, you could actually Drew argue Holiday. the opposite. You could say you could score more points if you weren't on those. You might. Teams. Yeah. You know who's learning that life? Who's that? Pool. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Poole, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. Or anybody. But he wasn't an all star. Any of those elk of players, as I like to say, the elks. Yeah, yeah. But I look at it like where uh, how many is anyone all- actually believing this and buying into this and like yeah, is- JJ Redick I think said it the other day and he was like serious about it. People on Twitter are serious. Speaking about of it. white basketball players, <laughs> oh my god, that's not what we're here to do. <laughs> but uh, Tatum's a lock. I assume Jalen Brown's going to make it. He's going to he be should kind of, be. He's playing the best basketball of his career. That's what Terp said. That I got Scal to say that. it too on Thursday. Oh, when we did? talked to him. Yeah, he agreed. But he's not. It's, but the fact I had a really that, good interview with Scal, I nailed it. I well, I did. I don't know. I'm, I'm not worried about your part of the interview. No, I, I led him in a good direction. I was listening. That was a good interview, Andy. Thank you, Stiz. I was in the car. Stiz is a big fan of Andy Hart. He watches me on TV. He I listens know. when I'm on here. Jesus, he's got a I problem. think Andy's Thank pretty you, cool. Stiz. Thank we you, Stiz. Somebody's got to step in. <laughs> he just knows greatness when he sees so it. So Jalen Brown, I think, is like a fringe all-star this year, and he still is like way above Derek White. And then yeah. even like Porzingis is ahead of White. Yes. So even if their team gets rewarded for a lot of – all-stars and like the team success it's still three guys ahead of them yeah no i i just and they're still in a conference with like halliburton and donovan mitchell yeah trey young's playing out of his mind uh Giannis and Embiid. like you heard of them uh, yeah these like they got some guys that are kind of standing in the way i just don't understand it and i actually understand it for abby she works for nbc sports boston they're the broadcast like you drum up storylines. You like to be the first to promote people. It's like that year I got James Devlin in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it is. It was like, yeah. Single-handedly. Yeah. 
Well, I think he's really becoming a fan favorite, too. He is. He's 100% a fan favorite. It's so easy to root for him. You love his effort. You love his passion. He made a great decision with the hair. Yes, he definitely did. So I, I get the love, but why do you have to take it to the point where you make me bring reality to the discussion. So I think one of the things was, and for basketball fans that kind of follow this, at the beginning of the year, ESPN did their like top 100 players, and White wasn't a top 100 player. Okay. And so people like lost their minds. Like, oh, and then everybody would be like, every time you'd have a good game, they're like, oh, yeah, way to go. Like, he has a lot of top 100. You're like, all right, let's start with let's start with that. Let's get him into the top 100. Let's get him into the top 50. All-star, they want him in the top all-star. 24 I know, in the top 12 in the East. It's too much. It's Way too much. too much. It's too much. Let's just enjoy the Derek White that we have. And yes. let's have you know what I'd rather he game. do? What's that? Be seen as what he was seen as a couple years ago when they acquired him via trade as like a missing link, a missing piece. Yeah, yeah. For a championship. For a title. He is that guy where you can then say if they yeah. would have never won. You could argue they would have never won without Derek White. Oh, wow. Right? That's a legit. You could, could say. Could he be like Andre Iguodala when he joined up sure. with Curry and Clay? Any one of those like sure. Robert Ory, the greatest winner ever. No, no, he's not. He was in the right games. place, the right time. Yeah, but other Big shot people. Bob, you're talking about? Yeah, was yeah, he the centerpiece? He was the guy. Centerpiece each team. No, and <laughs> let's, a couple big shots. Let's like let, let Derek White be that. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And like, I, he, I let him be the problem with the argument is Forrest Gump. Up, like, let him be in the background of a title, and you're like, wow, he was there. He was really key to that title. But the guys out front, Forrest Gump was all American. Brown, return guy. Yeah, I know Alabama. he was running at Alabama. He was like Jalen Rager. <laughs> Jalen Rager. Yep. Put it on the old highlight tape. Yes. That was a good play. Yeah, this I and the the part that bothers me the most is that it makes you have if to you, like, if you bring objective analysis to it, it feels like it you're crapping like you on like Derek player, White. Like, and I like Derek White. I enjoy watching him play. I hope they say I enjoy an watching Derek White play more than Jason Tatum. Of course you do, because you're a hater. Well, Derek White, I feel like, shows up most nights and competes. A little more consistent. Yep. Tatum's one of the five best players in the world. Oh, I'd rather world. watch him play. Oh, the, the world? Oh, you're going to diminish the world? This is our world. And you don't know. There's I do probably too. some kid somewhere in Africa that's dominating. No, the legal find you. They'll find you. The legal find you. But he's coming. Or China. <laughs> or the <laughs> Yao Ming. All right, fine. Then he's the sixth best player North in the world. Korea. They don't let you in to find him. Uh, That's true. So there might be a great North Korean player. You'd be willing to put your money on that? No. Okay. I think Dennis Rodman went to look for him one time. <laughs> He's like still over there. <laughs> All right, two hours down, two hours to go. We've hit on the uh, the Red Sox, just bust of an offseason, the Derek White All-Star campaign, and, of course, the New England Patriots who have one game left to go, and then they have a lot of decisions to make here in the offseason. We'll get to all that with you at 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI.